We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. This week we are level 20, taking on Tiamat in the heart of her domain. So we have traveled deep within the Nine Hells, and we have landed in, let me get the pronunciation right, uh, Avernus. We have landed within Avernus and crossed, or no, we have not yet, excuse me. Um, so we are going to Avernus uh, into the lair of Tiamat herself. Mike, being a level 20 cleric now, has uh, asked his god for aid to end the reign of Tiamat permanently, and using the time abilities of uh, the god, he was able to go back into a point of time where a portal was opened into the Nine Hells, into Tiamat's lair, and uh, that is where the party is going to jump through at. But before we get started with that, just a couple of quick things. First off, we are running a Patreon drive right now. Everybody that joins the Patreon before January 1 will be given a really awesome gift. It is a pad folio, which can hold a character sheet uh, folded in half, or there's going to be a couple of different booklets out there I'm going to have links to. You guys can download and print off like booklet character sheets. There's a couple of really awesome ones that I use. So that is going to be available to you, and it will be stamped with Year 1 Original Member. So after January 1, it will no longer be available, that stamped version. Uh, other than that, you will also be given a really awesome pin designating your rank. A pin like a button, uh, not a pin like to write with. And all of these will be sent to you just for joining the Patreon. Along with that, you can also join the show here. You can join the Homebrew Review, play a crazy character, kill Tiamat, or some other giant-ass boss later on down the road, and you are guaranteed a spot within the Chaos Plan, which is a new game we're just getting started up where the rules and the adventure are completely randomized. A series of one-shots that are all culminated together into a single adventure. And last but not least, please, 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 if you are anywhere near the Kearney area, support Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska within the Kaufman Center. They are an awesome little game store, and we try to do our best by them because they are very good to us here. So, uh, with that, we will go ahead and get started with introductions before I kill all of the players off on Tiamat. Hey everyone, this is Virgil again playing Cedric, the Asmir Oath of the Dragon's Guard Paladin. Level 16 gameplay was a lot of fun. The only issue I think I had was having to run around everywhere because I don't have ranged attacks, but that's my fault. That's my problem. With the spell list that I have, uh, I finally got to use some of the Oath of the Dragon Guard spells, like uh, Earthbind. Uh, trying to use that to bring down one of those uh, spellcasters, uh, trying to bring him, because he was up 100 feet, uh, uh, trying to bring him back down. Uh, I finally got to use those niche, or those niche spells uh, for that sort of situation. This level 20 fighting TM that uh, uh, I am very excited for, because 
This is what the oath of the Dragon's Guard Paladin was built for. Uh, even in the tenets of the Dragon's Guard, uh, the second of tenets is to combat Tiamat. Tiamat's forces menace all that exist. You must be ready to move swift, swiftly and pursue them anywhere. When faced with a choice, combating their agenda is paramount over all over our consideration. So the fact that we are going on to fight the the big bad is exactly what my character would do. Uh, with the paladin, now that I am level 20, we get some of the really big features. Uh, level 17, we finally unlock our fifth level spells. Uh, level 18 is the aura improvements. So now my auras are uh, 30 foot range, which is going to be fantastic in this situation. Um, level 19 is the ability score, which I put into my con. And then level 20 is the final uh, oath feature. Uh, for this Oath of the Dragon's Guard, it is called Bahamut's Champion. I become a vessel of draconic power. Using my action, I undergo transformation. Two minutes, I gain the following benefits. May add charisma modifier to my weapon damage and AC. Whenever I use a paladin spell that has a casting time of one action, it is now a bonus action. And enemy creatures within 10 feet have disadvantage on saving throws against my spells or channel divinity options. Um, after the transformation ends, I suffer one level of exhaustion. However, I can extend the state of transformation. For each additional minute I stay transformed, I suffer a level of exhaustion. So essentially, I could keep it going for a long, long time, but that's pretty much dead at the end of it. Uh, but I think against a fight with Tiamat, it would be worth going to that fifth level of exhaustion. Uh, or if it's getting close, going to that level and then as soon as my transfer were just being done going out in a glorious combat with team would uh, be perfect in for a character like this uh, for items that we got uh, we each got a dragon mask uh, I chose the green dragon mask uh, being that poison or finding out in the level 12 session poison is not one of the damages I'm resistant to uh, so now I have that, so I feel very, uh, ready for this engagement with Tiamat. Um, uh, also, uh, I found, uh, I believe it's Belt of the fo Fire or Frost Giant. Uh, it's, uh, I got a better, a bigger, better belt. Uh, my strength is now a 23 instead of a 21. So I'll hit a little bit harder, um, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll leave a good-sized wound on Tiamat. I may not live to see the end of it, but I will at least get one good hit in today. Hey guys, it's Hope, and I play Hazel, the Princess Dragon Rider. Last time, uh, I thought it was really nice, but the best part, honestly, was just that I don't think I rolled below like a 16 for once, so that was super helpful last game. But otherwise, I think things went pretty well in the fight. My big problem was just being distanced from everyone. A lot of my abilities wouldn't work, especially against the uh, caster that was up in the air. They just weren't long enough range, so I wasn't able to use many of my abilities. Well, 
going into this last round, since I did uh, do the prestige class of the Dragon Rider, my princess is actually only level 15 going into this round, since I had to other five levels in a different class. Uh, just starting out, I want to uh, go through what the princess would get at level 20. Uh, moving up from 16 to 20, it's mainly just a lot of getting more majestic talents and majestic points, as well as ability score improvements. But at 28th level, princess class would have what's called the Princess Sublime. And it allows you to reach the greatest height of being a princess. And while and it states, while you may have already ascended or fallen, this new pinnacle is reflected in your sheer presence. Your wisdom and charisma ability scores improve by 4 to a maximum of 24. So if anybody wants to go out and play the class, that is what you can look forward to at level 20. For me, uh, what I did is I ended up taking the tough feet to give myself a little bit of extra protection going into this. I also now have 21 majestic uh, talent points that I can spend, and I also did get two more talents. I now have protection from evil and good, and royal shield, which costs one point to use as a reaction to cast the sanctuary spell on myself. Uh -huh. Going in with new items, I kept the black dragon mask and then got the dragon mask for protection against fire. As we say, we get two legendary resistances with that, and uh, if I use any attacks that have fire in them, I can still add 1d6 of fire damage. Another that I got that I'm really looking forward to using is the oath spell. Uh, I'm using Tiamat as uh, the creature that I'm taking the oath with, which allows me to have advantage on my attack and adds 3d6 to a hit. I also have five arrows of Dragon Stain, which has a DC 17 con save, and if they fail, it's 60-10 or half on a success. That's pretty much it for new stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to going into this round, hopefully using a couple of the abilities that I wasn't able to utilize last time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we come to the end. This is Michael Holmes once again with Daskalos, the satyr arbalist and trainer of the mightiest heroes he has ever fought alongside. Um, level 16... <laughs> really got to feature some of the really fun stuff you can do with the the Arbalist class. Um, that crit was terrifyingly damaging, and just you know, utilizing all of that mobility that he has access to, and you know, getting himself, being able to position himself throughout, not just level 16, but all the previous levels, just to, you know, take on as many enemies as possible with as few shots as possible. It really does feel, I mean, you can almost classify him as a, almost like a gun-fu type class. Just pulling off those amazing shots that really shouldn't be able to moving around as much as he does. And we're just going to get to have more and more fun with that at level 20. Um, again, at level 20, again, access to the skewer ability, which won't really help us much in this upcoming fight, but uh, 
with the uh, beginning at 17th level, uh, once per long rest, when you pierce a creature with your penetrating power feature, the primary and secondary targets are subject to the effects of the stopping power feature that I used before that forces them to make a strength save or be staggered. Um, which can be really good if you're fighting you know, two bigger enemies that you really need to, to, to focus down. Uh, you can utilize that quite well. Um, I also gain access to the through and through ability, which once again is related to the, uh, the the penetrating power feature. So it won't be used in this fight, but uh, at 18th level, you no longer roll with disadvantage against the target behind the initial target. Uh, so that's that's all sorts of crazy fun stuff there. But the feat I'm really lo- the ability that I'm really looking forward to utilizing. Uh, is the, the, the capstone for the archetype that I get, and it is called Sting Like a Bee. When you reach 20th level, when you take the attack action, you may draw and fire up to four loaded crossbows in your inventory, dropping each of them to the ground as you use them except for the last. You can do this once per long rest. Additionally, if you spend a strafe die as a reaction, you may make one weapon attack as part of that reaction. So... That's gonna be a lot of fun. You're just firing off all of the crossbows, just chunk, 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 chunk. Once again, only being able to do it once, but hopefully I can I can maximize on the damage that I do with that ability. And to help me maximize on that damage um, at twentieth level, I realized Bob that as I was building, I forgot to actually take my feet or ability score increase. So I'm taking the mobile feet. Most of what it does is redundant, but it does increase my movement speed by 10 feet, which is going to be really useful when combined with some of the magic items that Bob has given me in specifically being the boots of speed. So now I will be able now now I have 90 feet of movement in a turn to get all of the strafe dice to just chunk around willy-nilly against Tiamat. Um, and you thought Tracy Fisher was fast. Just <laughs> wait for this. Um... I also picked up the white dragon mask to give me that, that cold resistance, and against anyone else could help me, but that's the main reason was, you know, running around being resistant to the cold damage, couple that with my ability to negate damage from uh, any effect that makes me make a deck save if I beat the save by five or more, then hopefully this can help me maintain my survivability and keep chunking uh, crossbow bolts downrange. I have 900 of them plus another 5 bolts of dragon slaying. Um, I mean, honestly, it's going to be a lot more of the same with, with Daskalos. Just trying to be as mobile as possible, be as much of a nuisance as possible. You know, Hopefully force her to use up some of her resources to really let our heavy damage dealers pour on the punishment. So... I'm going to be clenched a little bit. This is going to be a rough fight. I mean, you know, we're talking a Tarasque level boss fight here, going in with a party of four. It's, uh, wish us luck. Greetings, fellow adventurers. Dr. Bubo Steubens. With you again, class is in session. I hope you've made time. Hey, it's Mike. I'm back with Stu, Dr. Stu, uh, Cleric of Time, uh, Domain, and last session, I didn't really get to do a lot from the Cleric of Time Domain. Uh, Pretty much everything I did during that session was straight out of the Cleric playbook. Um, So I'm anxious to try to use some of these things, and I'm pretty sure going up against Tiamat, we're going to pull out all the stops. Uh, Things that have improved for Dr. Steubens this time around. Uh, Ended up with a 
plus one to my mace, which is always good. Um, I gained the ability Divine Intervention last time, but we did not use it. But now that I'm at 20th level, I will be able to guarantee success on Divine Intervention. And uh, I discussed with Bob before that the the discussion with my deity that is placing us into this area is not necessarily my usage of divine intervention, so I will have that available during this fight. Uh, timeless body. Hey, I can't be aged, but I can still be killed by a dragon. Um, <laughs> an ability is called uh, regain what was lost. Um, first of all, I gain time stop as a spell on my ninth level. So that's a thing. Time stop. Um, although we may use that ninth level spell slot for something else. Um, I gained a, was it a ring of spell storing that stores yes. up to five spell slots. So that's probably just going to go straight into, uh, I believe, Mass Cure is where I was planning on throwing that. Um, what I'm looking forward to using, at least what I expect to use for sure, my channel divinity will probably go heavily into the ability from the time domain damage flux ability, which can negate all damage dealt as a reaction, and that damage is then dealt a number of turns later equal to my wisdom modifier divided by two, uh, and then rounded up. So basically I can take one major attack that would ace one of our players and prevent that damage for three turns. Uh, so I'm probably going to be using that. Uh, I don't know that Divine Strike is going to help me this time around, because I don't know that I'll actually be in melee with the dragon. Hope. <laughs> um, I'm also wearing the blue dragon mask, which has a, f a few different things. Uh, I believe I have resistance to lightning damage. If I already have resistance to lightning damage, I then become immune to it. Um, and some other minor things that come along with that. Also, I obtained a feat at 20th level. This feat is provided to us on D&D Beyond by user DDF. Um, it is called Multifocus, and I... Don't go there. <laughs> not, not DTF. Not. I know. Not wearing my hearing aids. I'm like, wait a minute. So, yes, uh, username DDF. Uh, the name of the feat is Multifocus, and the prerequisite of Multifocus is the ability to cast at least two concentration spells. If we're, we'll review later, and I'll go over things about it. I'll be playing it as written for the session. Uh, the feat ability is this character can now maintain two concentration spells at any given time. While the player is doing so, they lose half their movement speed. If the player loses their concentration, they may choose which of the two concentration spells are canceled. So, uh, hopefully get two really solid buff spells and just maintain them as long as possible unless I just get targeted and die. Yay, breath weapons. <laughs> just shoot me with the lightning, please. Yes. But, <clears throat> as Bob said, we are prepping for this fight. We know exactly when the portal's going to open and when we're going to go. So, as a cleric, I'm taking advantage of all of my duration-based buff spells that last for longer than a minute, and we will be entering Tiamat's lair with, hopefully, a good amount of support. And, aside from that, I can't wait to do this. Alright, we will go ahead and then get started. So, what uh, preps would you guys like to do very last minute before jumping through this portal of suspended time? It'd probably be better for me to crush the gem after we port through. But I will go ahead and I'm going to give uh, Cedric heroism. Don't forget that gives you temporary hit points. 
five? Yes. Okay. Alright, Virgil Hope, anything you guys want to do? Um, this is going to put us right in front of Tiamat, right? Yes, uh, I will let Mike choose the distance between um, 60 and 30 feet. Okay. Basically, as soon as we jump in, I want to pop the Radiant Soul and Bahamas Champion. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, well, that. Um, Mike, do you want me to use uh, Death Ward on you? Um, I, I've actually already got set to do myself, um, you, and Micah, so if you wanted to put it on Hope. Okay. Yeah, Hope, do you not have Death Ward on you? Uh, when you drop to zero, you instill a one. I'm just thinking none of my, you know, I, I, I'm basically going to be doing smiting, but see what ends up happening. Uh, uh, hope, I'm hope you're probably uh, just going to be riding the dragon, right, the whole time? Yeah. Okay, and the dragon's got a pretty solid movement speed. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use one uh, majestic point to use my hero on my own dragon and give him heroism. Nice. On you? On my dragon. Oh. Oh, last thing. I will cast uh, my fifth level uh, paladin spell of Circle of Power. So, it is a concentration for 10 minutes. Um, all allies within 30 feet are under the effects. Um, you all have advantage of throws against spells and other magical effects. Addition, if a creature succeeds a saving throw, instead of taking half damage, you can no damage. That's useful. So, you guys have that now. So, I'll try and remember that if it comes to it. Just don't get hit. I think that's everything I need. Okay, I'm looking up real quick um, to see if breath weapons are a magical effect. Yeah, that's a that's an important thing. Oh, and aid. I'm gonna cast aid on all of you guys. Casting. You up. all have a plus five max HP. I was just reading that. I'm literally looking at that going. Oh, yeah, I went one twenty nine. And I think that's pretty much everything I can do at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the way it cut out with that. <laughs> okay. Oh, a breath weapon of a typical dragon is not magical. Jeremy Crawford. Oh, it's not? It is not. Well, I'm going to take away the uh, circle of power then. Probably would not hurt. Yep. Alright, Virgil, any other prep thing you would like to do before we get started? I'm going to use a uh, purity. I think that'll be a good one. Oh, it's a 30-foot aura. Each non-hostile creature within 30 feet of me cannot be diseased, has resistance to poison, and has advantage on saving throws that cause the following conditions. Blind, charmed, deaf, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, and stunned. Okay. <clears throat> All right, anything else last minute before we get started? I've got a pile. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Okay, so... 
Dr. Stu is going to start off by casting Longstrider at second level, uh, applying the Longstrider ability to, um, starting off Daskalos and myself, Longstrider provides 10 foot of movement until the spell ends. This is for one hour, no concentration. Um, and then for each slot above the first, I can add a second person. So Bef- that'll be the two of us. Before we continue, Bob, does that go, Does that is that before or after my Boots of Speed? Before. So that would put me at... Yeah, because this is modifying your actual speed and yes. volts multiplied. So 35, 45, 55, I'm at 110 feet of... Okay. And then I will do it again at second level for both Cedric and the dragon. Awesome. Um, the reason I didn't do it at fourth level is because I have a shit ton of second level spells that I'm not going to be able... Gonna, they're not going to be worth a damn against this thing. So what does that do again? Uh, it adds ten feet to your movement speed. Perfect. Um, yeah, and that that's it. That can um, almost let me max out my strafe dice. Pretty much. Uh, so, turn. effectively, so Longstrider plus 10 movement speed to everyone. I'm using two second level spells and a first level spell slot to do that. I will be placing Death Ward on Cedric, uh, Stu, and Daskalos, and I believe Cedric put Death Ward on Hope. On Hope so, um, that's good. Here's where it becomes some co- some conversation with, with Bob. <laughs> that tub thumping uh, got in my head. I get knocked down, but I get up again. All right, go ahead. Mike. All right, so I will also be using the spell Conjure Celestial, which will be conjuring a Quattle on page 43 of the Monster Manual. Uh, so that will be, and that is a concentration up to one hour. Um, and then also be casting Planar Ally, which is a six-level spell. This is where Bob's going to have to get involved. Yep. <clears throat> you beseech an otherworldly entity for aid. The being must be known to you, uh, a god, a primordial, a demon, prince, or some other being of cosmic powder. Powder. <laughs> cosmic powder. <laughs> New from Johnson & Johnson. Cosmic powder. <laughs> so... Um, I will be uh, requesting the assistance of my god for this. Uh, the casting time is ten minutes, so we've started, you know, X amount of minutes before the actual summoning. Uh, the entity sends a celestial, an elemental, or a fiend loyal to it aid, to aid you, making the creature appear in an unoccupied space within range. If you know the specific creature's name, you can speak the name when you cast a spell to request that creature, though you might get a different creature anyway. DM's choice. Uh, when the creature appears, it is under no compulsion to behave in any particular way. <laughs> you can ask the creature to perform a service in exchange for payment, but it isn't obliged to do so. The requested task could range from a simple fly us across the chasm or help us fight a battle, or complex uh, spy on our enemies protect us during the foray into the dungeon. Uh, you must be able to communicate with a creature to bargain for its services. Payment can take a variety of forms. A celestial who might uh, requ- require a sizable donation of gold or magic items to an allied temple. Um, and so I assume that's probably what my payment would actually be. Is I will offer as I cast this to the god of time to request aid and from from the celestial being i will offer any and all of my share of the booty to the church if you do that and then dedicate the rest of your days to finding rose tyler and the ultimate ship with doctors uh, then yeah he will, you can more than welcome summon a uh, uh, a solar that's a pretty 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 stout ally <laughs> 
So that is that is a very stout ally. Yeah, but like I said, you have to spend the rest of your day because Rose Tyler is the best. I don't care. Fight me. <laughs> I will fight you. Prove, prove me wrong. <laughs> you will fight me. I am the DM. I am your god. Okay, Roll so there's for initiative. <laughs> Roll for initiative. That being said, I have not seen any of the new ones with the female doctor, so... Um, Alright. That being said... Now, planar ally is not a concentration spell, so I have one other concentration spell that I will be able to maintain, and I believe... I'm just going to go ahead and go with Bless for the time being. That's actually... Because, I mean, yeah. we, we might need that extra plus one, one through four just to make some things happen. And again, like I said, for this feat, multi-focus, when I take damage, we're going to have to be very spot on about me making sure that the con saves get made. Um, Mike and I had a discussion about maintaining two concentration spells, and Micah feels very strongly that that is a very powerful ability. And while I agree, I feel like... As long as you're giving something up, like in this case, the author said you lose half your movement. I feel like that's a thing. We, we discussed other options like sacrificing your action, sacrificing a bonus action, sacrificing yeah. your reaction, or maybe even just losing a certain 10% of your health every time you do it just to like indicate some level of, of uh, channeling or something. Well, and there's even one in the Tal'Dorei campaign book that is very, very similar. I think it's sorcerers only um, that can do the two at once, but yeah, no, I'm fine with it. Because this is Tiamat. I mean, it six, is Tiamat. No meta, 615 health points, 25 AC, so on and so forth, um, plus 19 to hit. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll be a good one to have. You guys um, jump through that portal at the very last minute. It is nine minutes and 59 seconds into your casting time, Dr. Stu, as you are bodily shoved through the portal right as the solar is summoned. Um, who proclaims that Rose Tyler is the best fight me hope. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> like, who's hope? I say, who is this hope you speak of? Yes. And so we start from there. How many oh. feet? Oh, yes. No, no, I, was, I was going to say a couple inspiring words. Go for it. Friends, the time has come for action. Very few are ever given the heroic task of taking on a dragon. And even fewer still are given the task of taking on the most vile of all dragons. I'm not going to lie to you. There is a very good chance that we will all die. But know this, live or die from this moment on, all of time and history will remember us as heroes. All right. So we will go ahead and get started then. How many feet would you like to be within? 60 to 30. That's actually a tough question. I mean, should we pop within 30 feet of her so that we can then immediately move the right direction? Yeah, sounds good to me. As soon as we clear the portal, I'm going to crush that elemental gem I've been carrying around and summon an air elemental. Do you have the stats? I do. Okay. Oh, yeah. You took a picture. Oh, D, D, beyond, whatever. Yep. All right. <laughs> we will go ahead then and get started. So, you pop into existence 30 feet from Tiamat. The solar comes into existence, the Kawadal comes into existence, the air elemental pops into existence, and we roll for initiative. Use one of the elementals that act on my initiative button. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all creatures go ahead and act on the regular initiative of whoever summoned them, well, just to make things easier. 27. Jesus Christ. This sucks. <laughs> Okay, so Stu, oh. 
Uh, who, uh, 20 or higher? Uh, 20 to 15? 15 to 10? 8? 13. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> 10. <laughs> Sorry. Next. Okay, uh, and then Cedric. And then what was that? 8. 8. <laughs> TMN is gonna go before you, Doskal. <laughs> I figured as much. Oh man. Okay, the order will go: Stu and all of his allies, Hazel and her dragon, Cedric all by himself, TMN, and then Doskalos and his air elemental. So hopefully, I got my bad roll out of the way. Unfortunately, <laughs> Begin your turn. Okay, um, so I have a multitude of things to keep track of here. <laughs> uh, would you like for the Solar and the Quaddle to go on mine as Yeah, well? go ahead and on your initiative. Alright, so the Solar, that's really like taking advantage of having advantage and a plus 12 on your initiative check. It's not broken. <laughs> um, so the Solar does have a lot that comes along with it. Um, it has a movement speed, a flight movement speed of 150 feet. So let's just go ahead and have that solar go around and get behind Tiamat. Just just arc the hell around. Okay. And Can we flank a gargantuan creature? You know what? Does it actually work? I, you I know what? Fuck it. This is Tiamat. <laughs> 615 health points, 25 AC. Flanking bonuses count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the solar will fly 150 feet, which should be no problem to get directly behind. Uh, and it does have a great sword, uh, melee weapon attack. I don't know how many attacks it's supposed to have, though. It doesn't say. If it doesn't say multi attack, it'll only get one. It yep. just says. Multi attack would be right. Oh, no, it's a multi attack. It's because it's at the very bottom on the left side, and then yep. the great sword is right here. So yeah, it does have two attacks. Okay. Plus fifteen to hit. Reach is five feet. One target. Uh, hit is forty six plus eight slashing damage plus sixty eight radiant damage. Okay. That's oh, that's a lot. Yeah. So um, two attacks with the solar. Um. Oh, and also. Um. Solar would oh no, but bless. Bless would not target your ally, uh, your summon minions. Okay, that's too bad. Yep. All right, so two attacks. So a thirty-three and a thirty. Yep, both hit. All right. Okay, so um, forty-six plus eight slashing for the first attack. That will be nine fifteen slashing plus sixty-eight. Eighteen radiant. Did you say D eight, Mike? You rolled D sixes. Oh, I, it is D eight. <laughs> I apologize. You're good. You have, you have the slashing damage, correct? Yep. All right. So sixty-eight. Um, eight plus uh, twelve, fourteen, nineteen radiant okay. for the first attack. All right. For the second attack is. Um, that's what <laughs> three ones and a two, so five plus eight for thirteen slashing. All right, and we made up for it. Six, twelve, nineteen plus uh, twenty-seven, thirty, thirty-four radiant. All right, that's the solar, the quaddle. 
Come on, little buddy. Good God. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, the Quaddle has a fly of 90 feet, so he's going to follow suit and get as far as he can without... Or he or she. <clears throat> Equal opportunity summoner. Uh, I think Quaddle's my Oh, no, they're all about spellcasting. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so the Quaddle actually will, will, like, but get farther off to the side. I mean, we want to be spread out as much as possible. Yep. Um, and so... However, though, any spellcasting. Does it say what level its spells are cast at? That's exactly what I was thinking. Most of them are probably going to be things that are going to be... Yep, it doesn't have anything above 6th level, I guarantee it. Okay, so... Well, he'll just fly on me at the very least. Hey, constrict. Can I constrict a guardian? <laughs> Rules is written technically, I think. Uh, no, we'll just go ahead and fly up and make a bite. Um... Choking one of the heads. <laughs> just, just, just make an attack. With that, plus eight to hit, and that's going to definitely miss. So now I will perform my action. So, <laughs> spiritual weapon be damned. Um, <laughs> let's see here. And you. Well, hang on. It's Mike. Yes. The spiritual weapon is a. Fifth level spell, but it deals regular damage. No, spiritual weapon is a or it's second it's a second level spell. Yeah, it's still it. The spell isn't doing the damage. Spiritual weapon would still hit. Oh, it spells like you couldn't use a fireball spell against Tiamat because you would just be like fuck you. Okay. Then yeah, I guess spiritual weapon, and okay. we are within thirty, so it'll be able, actually spiritual weapon. I think can move twenty, can't it? You can still cast it. Well, to okay. Power I, I can move forward a little bit and then cast it. And well, it has a range of that movement. Yeah, yep. it doesn't. That's your right next to you. Um, but we did want to kind of move in anyway, and I am I am limited to half my movement due to the feat of channeling two yep. spells. So I will go ahead and walk forward, and it'll get the attack. Oh, actually, no, and even then, at higher levels, when you cast a spell using a spell slot a third level or higher, the damage increases by 1d8 for every two slots. So let's go ahead and just cast it at a higher level instead of what I said. So what are some spells I'm probably not going to so, use? Bob? <laughs> I will empty out my seventh level slots and cast Spiritual Weapon at seventh level. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it rubbed off. That's awesome. I love those dice, though. Very Legend of Zelda. Second. Mike has got some Legend of Zelda D6s with the little hearts on them. One of his ones totally rubbed off, so I think that means that that's infinity when he rolls it. Give me a marker, Bob. <laughs> Give me a marker. <laughs> so we're casting, I, I correct myself, we're going to cast that at 8th level. Starts at 2nd level, and then I get an extra D8 for every 2 slots above 2nd. So, plus 1 for 4th, 6th, and 8th. So it'll be 4D8. So, let me write down my spiritual Holy weapon. crap. That's a spiritual weapon. <laughs> that is. <coughs> I'm just like... Pew, pew. Pretty much. <laughs> 48, and that's round number one. So, and I make the attack utilizing my spell modifier, which is plus 11. <laughs> crap, I didn't think about that. I need, what, like, damn near... Fit 16 through 20 to hit. Uh, 12, 23. Uh, two points short. Very close. Is it, is it flanked? <laughs> it is flanked, yeah. So you've, got got Kowano, you've got the Kowaddle and the, and the uh, Solar. Solar, yeah. Within, uh, did you move the Kowaddle within five feet? 
uh, or was it far yeah, enough away? Well, either way, the solar's on the other side. Solar's literally on the opposite side. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep, so you got flanking then. All right, flanking did not count. All right, so I'm currently channeling two spells, have two allies, and a spiritual hammer. I think I've done enough. Yes. I've taken up enough of your time. Okay. We move on to Hazel and her dragon. All right. Uh, Speak that, Hope. I can't. <laughs> I'm just going to do just a regular attack with the oath bow. Twenty-six points of damage. Holy! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a smite, right there. Bro. <laughs> I was built for this. Who said fight? Who said fight? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and your second attack. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's at disadvantage. <laughs> so, uh, regular dice. Um. That is a 20 to hit, so that will not work. No, that won't. 
But Pretty. still, I think uh, the freaking hundred and whatever makes up for that, dude. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Literally. Uh, that'll be my turn, I guess. Alright. Well, oh, and she needs to make a con save. What is the DC on it? Uh, no, uh, it's at the end of her turn that she makes it. So, uh, she can't regain hit points until the end of her turn she has to make the save. Oh, there isn't an initial save against it to regain? No. Damn. Okay. It is then at the end of your turn, she is going to go ahead and very piss-offedly, um take a bite at you before the end of her turn, or before the end of your turn. Uh, so that is a uh, 11 plus 19, so 30 to hit. I'm assuming it does. That'll hit. <laughs> Alright. That is the uh, red head that will bite you. Uh, so it will do additional fire damage. Those red heads are feisty. Yeah, those red heads are feisty. Speaking from experience. Oh lord. Okay, so that is a total of 23 points of slashing damage plus an additional 14 points of fire damage. Okay. Um, some of those you have resistance against? Yeah, he has resistance. to all of it, so I took 13 points of damage. Yep. The 10 hit points. Yep, and then it is on to her turn. So she is going to go ahead then, and uh, since everybody is immune to her fright, uh, uh, yeah, frightful presence uh, because of Virgil's aura, that doesn't affect anybody. So then we are going to go ahead, and she is going to make her three attacks: two with her claws and one with her tail. Uh, we're going to go ahead and say the tail is going to attack the solar, uh, being behind, obviously. Makes sense. And the two claw attacks are going to go at Virgil. So against the solar first. Armor class 21. Uh, that's an 8 plus 19, so... <laughs> Seems good. <It's laughs> uh, and that deals... Ooh. Oh, wrong dice. Too many different dice types here, folks. Okay. Uh, playing a dragon. Yeah. 26 points of slashing damage, uh, piercing damage to uh, the solar. And then... Uh, that will not count as a magical weapon. Yes, or all of her accounts do count as magical. They do count as magical? Okay, so resistance does not... How much damage was that? Uh, 26, I think I said. Okay, so... Uh, Virgil, uh, your resistance doesn't count against magical piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing, does it? Is it all magical slashing, piercing, and bludgeoning? Okay, then you're good to go. Um, and then for the two claws, Virgil, I critted. Confirm that, Micah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a crit. Okay. Um, so one crit and uh, 129. 53 points of damage to you, Virgil, from the two claw attacks. Okay, that's both of them. Yeah, that's both of them. So then with resistance, that would be 26. Yep. All right, yep. So then, for <laughs> like, eh, whatever. No big. Uh, so then we move on to Doskalos. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to proceed to take my 110 feet of movement. <laughs> Just kind of dodging around and being all like Hoo-hoo-ah. The flash. The flash. Leaving the aura for just a moment and flashing right back into it. Ha I still am protected. <laughs> all the while while I'm doing that just so that I can get that movement out of the way uh, I'm going to move the air elemental into Tiamat's space. Okay, yes. 
So it'll be occupying the same space because of its airformal, its airform lets it do that. We are going to have it make two slam attacks. Okay. Does it get advantage? Technically flanking. Alright, first attack. Uh, that's a 23 to hit, so not quite. And a 25 to hit. Hits exactly. Alright, and that'll be 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. From the air elemental, I will follow up. Uh, I'm just going to use my standard shots. Uh, first attack. That is one off from hitting. Okay. And bonus action for my extra attack is a 26 to hit. Yes, that will hit. And that will be six points of piercing damage. All right. Hey, that's still something. And that is all I've got 11 strafe dice that I need to keep track of right now. All right. <laughs> Gotta need a spin down counter there. All right. Uh, it is going to go ahead and take a legendary action at the end of your turn. So, uh, everybody that is within a 90 foot cone, so anybody directly in front of Tiamat, needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. Directly in front? Yep, directly in front, 90 foot cone. So basically, everybody but the Quaddle, the Solar, and then possibly you, Mike, I don't know where you would have gone. Oh, would you have stayed in the Aura? I would have I would have stayed in the Aura. Yep, so then all the normal party members, plus, well, no, your Air Elemental is occupying the same space as TMS, so it would be safe. So all party members, plus the Dragon, need to give me a dexterity saving throw. And this is which? Remember to have a plus five for my charisma. Yep, dexterity. Nope. <laughs> a dex save, that's nine... 19, 20, 21, 22. I'm going to spend three of my strafe dice. That's a 29. All right. Anybody that rolled less than a 27 is going to take all of this damage. Give me a second to add it all up. What kind of damage? It is cold damage. Which I am resistant to. Oh, my dragon. Do you have the mask of cold, right? Yeah. Okay. I also give resistance. You are into it. Oh, I didn't need to spend those dice. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, what a shame that I spent three of my 11 strafe dice. Yeah. Everyone has resistance, so you all take half damage. Well, there's a good chance some of the concentration spells are going away. <laughs> Mike, I'm sure Robert would let you have them back because you will know. Yeah, you get them back. Oh, uh, that's 84 points of cold damage. Oh, my God. On a fail, half as much on a save. 84, so then 42 with resistance. Oh God! Just so you know, Bob, just to make that safe, I, I would have I would have needed those three straight dice. Yep. Stu, it is your turn. Um. Yeah. About that. <laughs> um. I'm going to actually use my reaction <clears throat> to use my first channel divinity. Okay. For damage flux. Okay. So that will. So um, if if you could mark on like. What, Three rounds, yeah. So that way we know. Actually, let me double check exactly. 
when it happens, if it's on mine or on hers. Um, let's see here. When a source would deal damage to you or a creature you can see within 30 feet of you, you can use your reaction and channel divinity to negate the damage. When you prevent the damage this way, the damage is dealt to the creature a number of rounds later. At the start of that creature's turn, uh, this number equals half your wisdom modifier rounded up. Since it was a legendary so. action, it happened at the end of Doskalos, beginning of yours. Okay. But no, I think the way that it says is the damage is dealt to that creature at the start of that creature's turn that many rounds later. So this will be my first of three rounds. Yep. So I've got it marked down. I'll just write down here. Damage flux round one. Yep. All right. So I'm sitting here like, <laughs> I see that breath weapon incoming. I'm going to do a little narrative here because I'm a bird. I don't want to be cooked. <laughs> this is not a Kentucky Fried Owl. Like, and it's it was damage. damage. What? It's cold damage. <clears throat> oh, well, it, it, the birds don't like being in the freezer either, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> my goose is cooked. How many more bird references can I make? <laughs> Bob about spit up right there when I said that. Pretty much, yeah. So... Yes, damage flux. Uh, hey, Mike, all, all that cold maybe damage. You should have ducked. Oh, Jesus <laughs> We are done. I'm sorry. We are done. That is a crit hit on our psyches. I, 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 I can't swallow that kind of humor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm robbing you of all your good puns. <laughs> We're breaking Bob. Okay. <laughs> Bob, this conversation is taking a turn for the worse. (laughs) 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 Okay, Mike. Uh, Excuse me, I'm a little verklempt. (laughs) Alright, so uh, avoiding that damage, I've got three turns to prepare for taking it. Um, We'll go ahead and activate like we had before. Uh, The Solar. Let's see here. Who took full damage from all that? None of us. Nobody. Uh, Everybody had resistance. Oh, at least. Oh, crap. That's right. We all get resistance from that. Because yep. it's, it's not considered magical. Okay. So. Oh, we have elemental resistance. Yep. Um, my bad. I need to refit that. Okay, so I'll just mark that down here. What would the half damage would have been? 42. 42. Yep. Okay, so I'm just going to write 42 and circle that in there. I'll put that right here. 42 cold. Alright, so the Solar, he'll go ahead and just make another pair of attacks. Alright. Because he actually got some damage in, much like much like Virgil did. Not quite as much as Virgil. Alright, so two attacks at plus 15. Okay. Uh, oh god, 20 and a 9. Damn. Uh, I'm sorry, 20 and a 19, so negative. Okay. Um, he will... Mike, he'd have advantage. Oh! Okay. Yes. You so, do. so that was a four and a five. That was my advantage roll. So the next attack, um, seventeen plus fifteen for thirty-two. Yes, I will hit. All right, there we go. So forty-six slashing, um, eight, ten, eleven slashing plus okay. eight, nineteen slashing. All right, and fourteen, twenty, uh, eighteen, twenty-two, twenty-eight, all right. So that's that. Um, the Quaddle is actually going to disengage okay. um, and fly out and back around to get behind us. Okay. Because I do a little more reading. The Quaddles do have cure wounds, so... That would be a good idea, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and have that happen. Um, and since I did not take damage, I don't have to make concentration checks. So yep. my action for oh, me... Oh, you didn't take any damage on the... Damage flux. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So since I, I guess yeah. I can continue my channeling as long as possible. Um, so uh, spiritual weapon attacks um, with uh, a 26. Yep. Four. And we decided that spiritual weapon was done at 8th level, so it was 48. Yep. Um, so, thanks. So, 5, 8, 10, 11. Alright. Okay. Um, and then me. Um, <laughs> who, who, fe- who feels like they need some healing? I'm good. Anybody I'm deserve? starting to get not quite to half. Um, would you like 70 hit points? Sure. I will cast heal on Cedric. Okay. As one of my two six-level spells. Counterspell. And <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. And that will round my turn out. I, so I now have the quaddle floating right behind me. Okay. To help heal me when I soak this damage. Pretty much. All right, we then move on to Hazel. All right. <clears throat> and everybody remember, keep using your bless. That is still going. Uh, all right, so first attack is a 24. One point short. Oh! What? <laughs> Sorry. So, you can add a d4 to it. Oh. Don't you want bless? Yep, bless adds a d4. Then add four to that. All right, that hits. <laughs> and got okay. Ah, uh, where can I go? Okay. Um. So since it was the arrows of dragon sling, does he make? Is that completely separate damage, or is that just tacked on? That would be added on. There is a saving throw, I believe, associated with it, or. Yes, I will need a DC of 17 con save. Okay. Uh, that was a 2 plus 10, but she's going to burn one of her four legendary resistances, so she resisted one. Alright. Who said fight? So, on a success, it a half of 6, 10. Okay. Fifteen damage from the arrows of dragling, nineteen from my oath bow, and then extra attack advantage. Yeah, that extra attack is not gonna hit. But I am going to use my bonus action to sp- to spend uh, seven of my majestic talent points to get my dragon back up to full health. Nice. Okay. Uh, Alright. So dragon's going to make it attack with inch. That is not going to hit. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Alright. Uh, it is going to go ahead. Uh, she's going to go ahead and make another attack. I need everybody, the same group that did last time, to give me a constitution saving throw of 27. Oh, God. I can't add to this. Constitution save of 27. Um, I cannot make that. I okay. can't even begin to make it. Alright. When it comes around to a Even with the bless? Even with the bless. I, I don't have a bonus to my con. Okay. Nope. What type of damage? Poison. Okay. I am immune to it. Woo. No, wait, wait, no. I have resistance to it. Never mind. Everyone have No. Sorry, yes. 
again and help you out. 89 points of damage. Dear lord. Of poison damage. Why <laughs> the dragon's dead? Oh no! He falls unconscious to the ground. And so does she. <laughs> yeah, she falls to the ground as well. Cedric, it is your turn. 40. Um, alright, before we gotta, yes. I gotta maintain here because uh, you said that was 45. Yeah. Alright, so I suffer that 45. That takes me down to 63. You would drop one of your concentrations, I guarantee it. So, I, um, and so a concentration is. Half of the damage taken. Uh, 10 or half the damage taken. So that would be uh, 25. <laughs> 20, a DC 29. That's a con check. No. So, um, of the... Where's my list of spells? Let's see here. So, concentration spells were Conjure Celestial, which is my Quaddle, and Bless. Would you guys rather have... I could easily cast Bless again. And how soon before I come back up, Bob? What do you mean? For my turn. Uh, it is uh, Cedric's turn, then Tiamat's, then Doskalos, then Stu. Okay. So out of the group, would we rather keep the Celestial that can heal a little bit, or and also cost me a fourth level spell, I believe? Actually, seventh level spell. Or would we rather let's let's go ahead and lose Bless? Okay. Well, no. Okay. The, the Quaddle's only going to heal for a small amount. Let's We'll go ahead and lose the Quaddle. All right, Quaddle disappears into mists. One less page for me to look at. Cedric, it is your turn. <clears throat> Alrighty. Um, because of the Hush Champion, I'm going to cast Haste as a bonus action on my elf. Okay. Alrighty. And I'm going to attack Tiamat. Uh, that is a, let's see, that is a 20 to hit for the first one, so that misses. Second one, that is a miss. And the third attack, that's gonna hit. Alright. So that is, need a dice calculator again. 53 points of damage. Alright. Uh, actually, I'm going to smite at the fifth level again. Okay, just give me the additional for the smite. Okay, uh, so that's... Uh, that's an additional 30 points of damage. Three zero? Three zero. All right. We then move on to Tiamat. Uh, Tiamat is going to go ahead and... Uh, do the exact same thing as last time. So two claw attacks against Cedric. Uh, 22 on the first attack. Missed. Okay, then only one of those claws will hit you. Uh, What's the... My AC 26 at the moment. Yeah, no, so then only one of them will hit you. The other one I roll is 16 plus 19. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so that is 8, 9, 10, 20 points of slashing damage from the claw. The solar is going to... Uh, yeah, that'll hit the solar with uh, 24 to hit. Yep. Okay. And the solar then takes... Where's my D8? 
Oh, shit. Uh, 13, 19. 32 points of piercing damage. And then uh, we move on to Doskalos. All right, uh, we're going to start off. Um, I feel like it's not going to accomplish much, but on the off chance it does, we are going to uh, have the Aram Elemental use its whirlwind ability. Okay. So I need a DC 13 strength save. Pass. Okay. You will take 3d8, half of 3d8 plus 2. 14, 8 bludgeoning damage. Alright. And then just gonna hang out there in, in uh, Tiamat's square. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> okay. And I will proceed to uh, commence with more Katunking. 10 plus 13 plus 4 will hit. And so that will. It's not like I'm doing much, Bob. <laughs> yet. For a whopping six points of piercing damage. Okay. And following up with... Not enough. Okay. Stu? Uh, Robert, oh, yeah. Robert just remember the wounding off my sword so Tiamat doesn't read this. Yep. And uh, at the end of her turn last time she passed, um, at the end of her turn this time, uh, she failed, but she burns another resistance. Well, well yeah, but... And then, but it's at the end of her turn. Yeah, yeah, I know. She doesn't actually gain those points. So. Uh, just making sure. Yep. Um, and actually, Dosclos, at the end of your turn, she's going to make another attack. She is going to turn one of her breath weapons at the uh, solar in the back. I need a DC 27 dexterity saving throw. Oh, good lord. Solar has a dex saving throw. With plus five. Actually, Bob, I would have been back there too because that's I would have I would have honestly figured that being next to the dude with the wouldn't have been much help. This one's actually a line attack, I believe. Yep, line attack. Okay, because I, I would have moved myself around back behind the other way. Well, the solar's also flying, so that's true. For her to crank a head back and hit the solar, even if you were in the same area, it would go above you probably. All right, solar has a plus six dex and no stated saving throw, so plus five. So I have a plus eleven. Uh, 22? That fails, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, that is 63 points of acid damage. Ooh. Reduced by half. Uh, she would not be within 30 feet of you. This No, she's oh, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, she would, because she's on the other side of Tiamat, but you are... Flying. Uh, it's your call, then. Would you have kept her within 30-foot spear of the paladin because she is far enough across that it would be like right there if she was within striking distance. Uh, I guess it kind of depends on where if he's flying and up above us and she's yeah. flying. Give her resistance. They're both within melee. They're both, they, they would have to both be within melee range of her. Yeah, she would. So uh, your solar would have resistance. Okay, so 63 becomes uh, That would become, yeah, 31. 31? Yep, 31. Alright, so 154. Alright. Um, um, yeah. Then it is Stu's turn, I believe. Alright, um, who would like some healing? I am yeah. at 40. You're at 40? But I'm also on the other side of TMF from you. Actually, that would probably be the easiest way to go about it. Um, because Solar. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, Solar. Well, when the Solar acts again. 
the Solar has healing touch four times a day. He can heal 88 plus four hit points uh, and is free from any curse, disease, poison, blindness, and deafness. Oh, dude, the Solar has legendary actions I haven't been using. Well, and I can also pop Aura of Life or Aura of Vitality if we need extra healing. We definitely need healing. I'm at 28. That being said, I'm like, you know, not even close to being in your aura anymore. Okay. Because I moved around to the other side of Tiamat and well out of her attack range. Uh, well, I've dead on us too. Yeah. All right. Well, when the Solar activates next time, he will use his legendary. Oh no, the legendary action has to happen after an enemy takes an action, right? No, I think we can do it whenever. Okay, only one legendary action can be used at a time, and only be another creature's turn. And don't forget, all of you guys do have one legendary resistance. Oh, we do? Yeah. With your Dragon Mask. Everybody oh, has one legendary. I forgot about that. <laughs> I probably should have used that with the whole damage flux thing, but that's that's fine. Um, so, legendary action. Who just finished? Uh, she did. It's your turn. Finished? Okay, so since the Solar has legendary actions, I'm going to have the Solar... Hang on a minute. That's not correct, because we didn't... No, we did take that. We did take that damage, that's why I lost the thing. Yeah, so, okay. Um, the Solar will take its legendary action okay. um, at the end of Tiamat's turn. Uh, the Solar magically teleports along with any equipment it's wearing or carrying up to 120 feet into an unoccupied space can see. Solar is going to teleport to behind me. Okay. And is going to perform its healing touch. Okay, and it would oh, be oh, right sorry. after... It's teleporting right behind me, and then yeah. when we take our turn, the Solar will perform Healing Touch on me, okay. which is 84 plus 4. For 35 health. All right. And that is the Solar's action. Quaddle's no longer around, so my okay. action. I'm going to go ahead and cast... Well, first of all, let's make my attack with the... With the the weapon. Uh, weapon is since the solar's gone, we're no longer flanking from that end. Uh, unless you're in melee with it, and I don't think you want to be. <laughs> so, very much no. Uh, 21 is going to fail to hit Tiamat with my spiritual weapon. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to cast Mass Heal. Sorry, Mass Cure. Fifth level spell. Alright, choose up to six creatures in a 30 foot radius. So we've determined that we're all staying within that 30 foot radius. Uh, well, that's not me. Oh, no, yeah, you're probably far enough out that you're not going to catch it. Um, where did Hope fall? Uh, she didn't take her dragon. dragon, though. Oh, okay. How much fall damage did she take? Well, where, how far away from us did the uh, dragon fall? Right around Tiamat. So we so. should be able to catch her then? Yeah. Okay, so uh, each target regains 3d8 plus your spellcast modifier. So everyone gains eight plus three, 13. Okay. So hope your dragon gains 13 health. Hazel, it is your turn. So for the first attack, wait, wait do we still have flanking? Wait, no, I still have advantage because of my weapon. And yeah, you that's... guys would drop flanking at this point unless Doskalos is within melee of Tiamat. Nope, he shit, you get that no. So you guys drop flanking at this point. Since I used my oath bow, I have advantage, but my highest was a 21. 
So, uh, going on to extra attack. Still not it. But I will use my majestic talent to uh, spend five more points to give a little bit more health to my dragon. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Poor dragon. He looks very, very cute doing it, though. And Tiamat is going to go ahead and uh, take a legendary action after that once again. Um, because everybody happens to be conveniently located now right in front of her face. No. She <laughs> She is going to go ahead and do a fire breath attack. I need a dexterity saving throw from everybody. Sorry, guys. The one guy who can pretty much guarantee to succeed it. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Which is why I ran where I did, so I didn't have to try to succeed it. I am immune. Yeah, everybody does have a legendary resistance to survive this because this is all of my d6s, all 26 of them. Well, the thing, the thing is, we all have resistance. We all we all have resistance. Okay, so like if we if we if the legendary resistance we make the save, then we take half damage, and the resistance applies to half of that. Oh, yep. legendary resistance, yeah. Yes. So resistance can pile with on resistance, or can pile on top of resistance as long as it is not, um, yeah, it, it'll work. <laughs> which, which dragon mask did you take, Mike? The blue one? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for a lightning attack. Uh, 93, uh, 94 points of fire damage, uh, on a fail. Uh, if you rolled higher than a 27, uh, it would be 56 points. Or no, uh, 46 points. My dragon. My dad. Yeah, I'm gonna burn my legendary. So am I. Okay. Uh, we then move on to Cedric. So, so if we burn the legendary, then we... Then we 23. Half of half. Yes, 23? half of half. 23. Okay, so I go down to 80. And I need to, so twenty three. I need to make a Constitution check against that. Yep. I think we're gonna lose Blast Regard with this. <laughs> oh, first down one of the games. Okay, Bless is no longer available. All right, Cedric, it is your turn. Well, haste is concentration, so I lost haste. Um. But I'm going to cast it again because why not? Alrighty. So I'm going to cast it as bonus action again because of Bahamas Champion. And then I will attack. That's the miss. That's a hit. So that is. Uh, let's see, 46 points of damage. Okay. Uh, and then the wounding ability, so Tiamat can't heal. Yep. And then my haste attack. That's a crit. Hope you can check that. <laughs> yeah, man. Alright, so that is. Uh, oh, this is exciting. 8d6. Plus 12d8. Plus 5. Plus 8. And then I'm going to do my fifth level because. Yes. Um, it did pretty well the last time. <laughs> yeah. 
That is 91 points of damage. Okay. And that'll end my turn. Okay. It is I'll have to move a little bit. It would, is it possible for me to move so that everyone is still in base, but I'm not shaking everybody? So if there's a weapon, it'll target me and not everyone else? Yeah, you could do the 90 degree thing um, okay. if you wanted to. Yeah, I just want to make sure if there's a breath weapon attack that no one else has to get hit by. Yep, nope, not a problem. It is now Tiamat's turn. Um, yeah. So, uh, we then, she is going to go ahead and why fix what ain't broken? Uh, a tail attack against the solar. Solar's on the other Solar's side. Now oh, that's right, that's right. And so, I'm way out of melee range from her, too. You know what? Uh, our, well, reach is 25 feet. I would be about as far away from our Okay. All right. Uh, Virgil, you get to take all three then. Just... All right. Uh, <laughs> both of those claws will hit. The AC 26. Yeah. Both. <laughs> yeah. Those will hit. Uh, the tail attack does not, though. Okay. 33 points of slashing damage total. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then that is it. On to Doskalos. Um, gonna have the, uh, the, gonna see if the pair elementals whirlwind recharges. It does, so we're gonna whirlwind again. Alright, um, that was a 9 plus 10, 19. We'll make the save, so you will take, how much did I say it was, 2d8 plus 5? Yes. She will take 13, half of... 13, so six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then we are going to go ahead and sting like a bee. So I'm going to pull out plus one heavy crossbow. Okay. And... Oh, God. That's a double 19. <laughs> That's awesome. Loaded with a dragon, with a uh, bolt of dragon slaying. Alright. So it's a DC 17 con save. Passes. Um, yep, passes. So that'll take 13 points of regular damage. Alright. And then 21, half of 21 uh, from the bolt of dragon slaying on the first right. attack. Second attack from the second loaded heavy crossbow that I'm just just drop the first crossbow, pull out the second one chunk. We made reference to this, if any of the listeners played uh, Overwatch by Blizzard this is the Reaper mm-hmm. effect where he just pulls out guns and drops them and pulls out guns Yeah. so that is a 27 to hit Yep. I need another con save from you uh, Bob that one passes as well so it'll be 10 points of regular damage, plus another 10 points from the... So it'll be 20, half of that for the save. So 10 from the next bow. Fourth attack, or third attack. That's another hit. With another uh, bolt of dragon slaying coming from this guy. This is only a uh, standard crossbow. So I'm going to need another con save from you, Bob. <laughs> that 20 on that one. Um, you'll take another 11 points of regular piercing damage and another 10 points from the Bolts of Dragon Slaying. Okay. Fourth attack. 
Is oh my crit. god! So we're going to spend oh 12 strength dice. So I need 12 of these, and two of these, and uh, 24 d4s. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I want to see what this number is. Where's my dice box? So, you'll take half of this because you made a save from the dragon slaying bolt. Oh, those are some sixes. Yeah. So that's 56. So uh, half of that would be 28 points from the dragon slaying bolt. Uh, that's uh, 12 piercing from the regular arrow of the, the bow itself and <laughs> oh crap 67 points from the strafe dice add that all together I lost my math a long time ago well she had 29 <laughs> So and I still, have, I still have two more attacks left. <laughs> Sting like a bee. It's, not, <laughs> it's, it's that classic anime scene where the shots go off and there are these giant holes going through the creature and Tiamat is dead. The nine hells have now been purged of her evil. So oh, guys, how do we get back home? I uh, kill my dragon first. You guys all just die. Sorry, you're stuck. Oh. I'm okay with that. I just take my crossbows and just... They are actually smoking for some reason that nobody is quite sure of. So we will go ahead and end with this. Go ahead, guys, and do your reviews after that insane amount of ridiculous damage. Alrighty, so... Both of Dragon's Dart interview. Uh, I really enjoy playing the paladin. Uh, I do have a fondness for paladins. Uh, paladin was the very first class I ever played uh, in D&D, and whenever I play video games or other role-playing type games, I always gravitate towards a paladin-like character. Uh, I just really enjoy that play style that they have. This Dragon's Guard was very fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the ability to have that crit hit uh, on, you know, the ability to get a crit hit when you needed one was super nice to have. Uh, the resistances to the elemental damage, I really liked having uh, that uh, eventual resistance to the bolt slashing, piercing, and bludgeoning, uh, not being able to be aged. Very powerful in combat. I think teamed up with, uh, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter with a, uh, if you had this paladin and a totem bear barbarian tanking together, like, this would be insane, uh, trying to get past that wall. Um, I liked the ability, I liked the fact that it had the known spells not prepared. I felt in a role-playing aspect, it was very much, uh, it would be very much a, a spells would I learn if I was to go against Dragon? What would be the ones I pick? And that's the way I went through this, uh, this class, as far as the spells was. If I were playing long-term campaign, and my was to end up fighting dragons, what would I pick for my utilities? Uh, 
I really like the oath spells that you got. They're very versatile. Level three, you get Feather Sanctuary. Level five, you get uh, Hold Person and Misty Step. Misty Step was really nice to have. Just that extra ability, that ability to travel a little bit further to either get in front of the front of your team or behind the enemy uh, to make up distance I, as a bonus action was really helpful. Uh, Haste and Earthbind. Haste was very nice in this fight, giving me that extra chance to hit hard, uh, as well as bonus to AC. Uh, Earthbind, if you're fighting dragons and just trying to fly up to the air, Earthbind is critical to have to bring that creature down and allow your friends to attack it as well. Freedom Dimension Door, very useful. Uh, and then the last ones was Hold Monster and Geas which uh, can be used today, but those would still be very powerful against uh, against powerful creatures if you're fighting a dragon other than Tiamat. Hold monster could be very powerful to paralyze a dragon and just go to town on it for a little. Bahamut's champion? I like that as the final culmination of this character. Uh, in combination with Radiant Soul, I really felt like just the avatar of drag slaying for much, being able to fly up, have all this huge bonus to DC, bonus damage, uh, bonus action spells, and just go to town. Uh, I really love Bahamas Champion as a final, uh, as a final skill. Overall, I find this class to be very... I don't want to say simple, but very simple. You don't have a lot of uh, uh, complex uh, things going on. Uh, you don't have a lot of complex maneuvers, or oh, I have to make this much movement to make this happen, or I have to be in this situation with these the circumstances. It's very much a, are my allies within range of my rate or my auras? Uh, can I use my spells? Am I concentrating on one of them already? Uh, and then just that resistance to damage. Uh, this whole battle, I never got blow bloody. Uh, I, I got close, but with the aid of Mike and the others, uh, was able to heal back up. Because even with this class, a lay on hands with all that resistance, I could have brought myself back up 100 points. Uh, with healing hands, because I'm an adder, I could have brought myself back up another 20 points. Uh, so basically having an extra 120 points of health uh, it's just really crucial in this kind of uh, situation. Uh, I, I, the aura of Ellen's saved us against Tiamat, against the big breath weapon, being able to only have to take half damage all the time. Uh, regard, you know, regardless of what it was, besides point, I guess that's the one detriment I see to this, but I actually really like it. Uh, it's, uh, it's an element type that you wouldn't normally think of as being an element to worry about and so uh, uh, with the paladin having resistance you know immune to disease it still leaves you uh, vulnerable to the poison aspect which uh, a lot of classes that have you know there is opening somewhere in the class it's not just a unbreakable wall to get uh, overall I love this class. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, this would be a class I would be willing to play again in a campaign, uh, especially in a long campaign where you could play more into the roleplay of fighting dragons or 
being on a mission of some sort for Bahamut or whatever dragon you're doing. Uh, yeah, so that's my take on this very well built. Uh, the Paladin is always a good class to have in a party. Uh, Oath of Dragons Guard, very helpful uh, in helping keep people as well as your allies safe against creatures of elemental persuasion. Well, first off, I'm just gonna uh, review the princess on its own. Overall, I thought this was really balanced. Uh, one thing I really like about the princess is how there's so much you can do with it. There's so many different ways you can make it, and it's really just completely customizable to whatever type of playing style you want to do. Although, that can be a little bit overwhelming, especially with all the majestic talents that you can choose. By the time you hit upper level, there's just so many that it's almost a little bit overwhelmed with all the things you can do. But it does help out with different situations. Uh, I kind of went into mine uh, trying to do more that would be more of buffs and helpers for myself and or others, which most of them were for touch range, so I didn't get to use too many of them. But having the heals that I could use was extremely helpful throughout the entire game while it was healing Dragon and some of my other uh, The spells were one thing that I wish I could have used more. There just weren't too many situations that I could use them in, and especially with last round, uh, the spells only go up to level 5, so teammate could just none of them affect teammate at all. So none of them really were able to be used in this situation. But in other games, it would have been great. One of the abilities that I had a really hard to do was just not geared towards having only one enemy. It was it would have been so much better even if you had two. Uh, it's called it was a majestic talent called destroy morale, and it cost six points. But I could have used it as a reaction an ally defeating creature. And all hostile creatures within 30 feet of me and that creature get half of their HP lost uh, when they make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, I thought that would have been so useful to you, but sadly with that last round, we only had one enemy. That was something that I was hoping to get to use, but didn't really get to use this game. But that's just an example of one of the many majestic talents that you can use that are just really awesome and since you since it does so many points it does end up being balanced so overall the princess is extremely balanced i really like everything that you can do with it and uh, just this time i guess uh, the last round again it was built more for going against more than one enemy but i still really had a lot of fun playing it looking at back at the five levels that i took as dragon ride Again, this was really well balanced. Uh, everything just seemed to play out really well. I didn't get to use my breath weapon at all since, once again, team no, and it didn't work. <laughs> so, uh, otherwise, uh, the dragon got both a ranged and a melee attack, which was super helpful. Uh, when I took the fifth level, my natural attacks became magical, so that helped a lot. The only thing that I wish could have been a little bit different was I wish that the dragon could have leveled up a little bit with you. After taking five levels, my dragon being only 75 hit points and like an AC, I think it was 12. 
So it just, it seemed like my dragon itself seemed a little bit weak in comparison to the other party members at level 20. But otherwise, I mean, if you guys know me, you know I love loved having a dragon at my side the entire time and it was just so much fun having that extra little element there and I thought it balanced out really smoothly with uh, doing it doubled with the princess class. So yeah, I had a lot of fun playing. Well, my friends, we have emerged victorious. I mean, really, there's not much to say beyond uh this is uh, the the arbalist is actually a really fun class. Uh, I once again I utilize the strafer specialization, which is all based around movement and positioning. And we saw once again how potentially brutal the crits can come from when you use when you use that strafer ability and you have access to you know all of your strafe dice because you've just been running your your uh, patootie off for the entire game <clears throat> to be able to sit there and throw over thirty dice at Tiamat. I mean, it's going to hurt regardless of what you do. Um, also got to got to see the uh, the the effects of the sting like a bee ability that I had, um, which I actually even after that crit that that finished it off, I had uh, I still have one more attack left that I could that I had available. So fun times with that. Um, the satyr really gave that thematic feel that I was after. Give me a little bit of boost to uh, to, to movement that was really nice. Um, and just you know that that extra five feet once I actually doubled it was a whole other strafe die that I was getting every turn. The the we saw a couple times in previous episodes where the uh, the mentor satyr subrace came into play with my uh, ability to have advantage on uh, history and religion checks when I'm using it to recall the deeds of great heroes. You know, be able to learn things that you might not normally be able to figure out because hey. I know a story about a guy who once did that. Well, now I'm going to be remembering the story of you know four heroes that took down Tiamat with a little help. <laughs> Again, one of the things about this class is I know I dealt a lot of damage there, but at the same time, it feels like a really good solid class. That honestly, I really wish that you know crossbow related classes got more more love in D and D. Just because you you're all the time seeing you know sword wielders, magic users, you know standard archers, they have the rules in there for using crossbows, but you don't really get a whole lot of a couple of feats, and that's about it. Um, it was a lot of fun. I really really enjoyed the time that I spent with Daskalos, and I think he's going to go into my folder as something to potentially use again for something someday, maybe. Um, even if I don't play the Seder class again, definitely. Give give the arbalist a try. I'd really like to play the, uh, you know the, the the sharpshooter, the more you know standard positioning based sniper. There's a there's actually a frontline melee based sniper that gets melee attacks with their crossbow as a proficiency. That we kind of just you know tanky crossbow user because why not? Fun times. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Go for it. You won't regret it. He was the greater Seder accelerator. <laughs> I, still think, I still don't think I can outpace a tabaxi. <laughs> well, friends, things worked out in our favor. Time was of the essence, and we defeated Tiamat. 
I had fun. I don't know that the majority of my fun came from uh, my homebrew review of the time domain. Uh, I didn't really have a lot come into play aside from, well, I apologize, that's not true. Uh, from the get-go, the first ability, Chronic Anomaly, where whenever you roll initiative, you add your wisdom modifier to the result in addition to your dexterity modifier. That plus a feat alert um, allowed me to consistently... <laughs> <laughs> what was all that? That was that feat plus alert. Um, yeah. And I believe one step ahead was another uh, feat that I had selected from a homebrew creator where can't be surprised and you roll advantage. So having a plus 12 to initiative with advantage means that Stu goes first. Except for that one time we don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, having, having your... Your support character act first to get that bless on before things, or get that haste on before things, or get that slow on if you're fighting that one single boss. Being able to debuff that enemy or or buff your team, guaranteed, not guaranteed, but with a high amount of success rate. Uh, that always, to me, seems like a very good selection. Uh, time slip, I actually only use that once during the five sessions. Uh, time slip allows you to briefly stop time and move your move distance. <clears throat> without taking any uh, attacks of opportunity or anything like that. I used that one time. Uh, other than that, I used my Channel Divinity for Damage Flux, which is awesome. Uh, I very much expected to use Damage Flux on the tank. Uh, I ended up using it on myself, and actually, Tiamat died before uh, that damage would have gone off, so quite literally the way that would have played out is <laughs> Sting Like a Bee, Rapid Fire Crossbows, Pop, 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 Tiamat flops over. Here I am. Well, that was... Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, now what I had built into that, though, Bob, is I was ready to cast Time Stop. Yep. Because Time Stop stops time for everyone except for me. So I could stop time, take that damage to myself during one turn, heal myself back up a bit, and then summon myself another ally, and then do one more thing, because I would get at least two turns. Yeah. I was going to stop time and just heal myself back to full, and then summon, and if I had a third turn, I would cast another Mass Cure, yep. because when you affect any other character, it comes every, it, the time stop ends. So I would end my time stop by just like healing everybody, and I'm kind of sad that Team Mad didn't last longer <laughs> because I was, this is going to be great. Because because uh, that is time stop is a spell that gets added to your list at 17th level. Um, I didn't use Divine Strike at all because uh, I did not perform the last two sessions I have not performed a single melee attack um, the feat that I took for today's session uh, multi-focus by DDF um, maintaining two concentration spells like I said Micah and I have already had what could be considered a lengthy conversation on how powerful a second concentration spell is. I think actually in some cases it scales with the level of the players. In the early game, you've only got access to a few. So levels one through, you know, seven, you're, well, I got, I got Bless and I got Haste, which is pretty damn powerful. The farther up you get those higher level things go, the creatures you're fighting have a much higher chance to deal damage that will shut down your concentration spells. So in many cases, if your DM or if just the monster in general you're fighting does area of effect damage and you're included in that, like there was no way I was going to make that safe. Uh, I'm take even with resistance. I'm taking 35 damage. I can't make a con save of 35 as a cleric. So being able to say. 
Honestly, at that point, once one of those got knocked off, I could consistently recast one as my action, and then one gets knocked off, and then recast, and then one gets knocked off. So, I mean, in theory, you get, like, an extra turn out of it in between that damage. Um, I don't know that it was really overpowered for us in in the scenario, Um, but I did... I did praise the creator for at least having some level of drawback. Losing some movement or some other aspect of your character's uh, abilities, I think, is necessary to make up for the fact that you are maintaining those spells. And if you have a team that can actually maintain the focus of your boss, and you can just leave those spells running at all times and constantly be healing and... I think, actually, that's pretty powerful. Um, As far as the time domain, I feel like it's kind of hard to be imbalanced with a domain. I haven't seen any cleric domains that I think really go too far beyond, uh, because it's pretty easy to find parallels between the abilities at first, second, uh, what is it, sixth, eighth, seventeenth levels. They're pretty easy. It's not like you're creating a full-on class and trying to, like, equate one thing against everything. So I feel like... uh, uh, Aaron Joliffe, who created the Time Domain cl- uh, for the Claire class, did a very good job. Um, things that they were available and they were, uh, I was able to be proficient with them, but I don't feel like any one of them took me above the balance that I should have been at. We will go ahead and end from there. Tiamat has been dealt with. Uh, the Nine Hells are now free of her tyranny, and we depart on this dragon-themed segment of the Homebrew Review. So go ahead and say goodbye, everyone. Fare thee well, heroes! One, two, three! (laughs) We would like to let our wonderful listeners at home know that we are currently doing a Patreon drive. If you join before January 1st, which is our one-year anniversary date, you will get a special merch item that you won't be able to find anywhere else. This is a padfolio to help store character sheets and take notes, etc. And it will be emblazoned with our emblem upon it, as well as stamped with Year One Original Member. Not only will you get that, but you will also get a pin designating your rank within the guild, as well as an overall Adventuring Guild pin. And for joining at the $2 level, you will gain access to the Home Brew Review, where you can submit content and be considered for the show, and you will be guaranteed a spot within the Chaos Plan, which we are just starting up now. The Chaos Plan will be a series of one-shots that all melds together into an overall campaign. You are guaranteed an introductory mission with a one-on-one or a small group session, as well as one regular group session within the game. If it works out, you'll be able to take part in more group games, and if you have a regular group that you play with, we can get all your friends together that you normally play with on the show. Since there are multiple DMs that are going to be involved, there will be plenty of opportunities to take part in different games. All of the games will be centered in the world of Arcadia, which I have created. And for our current Patreon members, we are running a bit of a referral contest. Whoever gets the most referrals on joining will get a special surprise sent to them from us here at the Adventuring Guild with a giant thank you. And if you haven't joined yet, but have a bunch of friends that play D&D that want to do the show, have them all refer with your name on it, and you could win that prize as well. We hope you all take part in the Patreon drive, because this guild is growing, and we want to see it continue into the years to come. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure, 
You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you are able, please check out Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska for all of your gaming needs. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.